Well, the Illinois men's basketball roster sure looks different than it did a month ago in the Insulated Tournament. Beat writer Scott Rich is here to break it all down on Inside Illini Basketball. And there's still some questions to be asked. Essentially, the, the big one, like, what's Kofi Coburn going to do? All right. Got that and more. Come back after this. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Welcome into another episode of Inside Atlanta Basketball. I am not Jim Rosso. Thank goodness. <laughs> We are recording this, Scott. So uh, I know he'll listen. All right, that's uh, that's beat writer Scott Ritchie. Uh, Jim Rosso takes these mysterious things called vacations. I guess right now, yeah, which the are things he of. tells us that we can't take. <laughs> We're not going to turn this into a whole show roasting Jim, although I'm sure we could, <laughs> and we'd have plenty of content to yeah, part two next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sports editor Matt Daniels with the News Gazette, uh, just keeping the seat warm. For uh, for Jim to come back next week and to criticize everything Scott does, uh, he told me I have to do a little bit of that today. Yeah, I haven't had any like lists lately that are never right. But we can change that if you want to. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Scott uh, will have a big list, and uh, the next couple uh, Sunday papers here at the News Gazette is our all state girls and boys basketball teams ramp up, and Scott spearheads coverage of that. So. Along with giving fans everything they need to know about Brad Underwood's Illini, Scott. So um, as we sit here and record this on Monday, the afternoon of April 19th, uh, if I were to tell you a month ago at this time, you would be in Indiana Farmers Coliseum covering Illinois Drexel. It's almost halftime, I think, of the first round of the NCAA tournament. And three of the five starters for Illinois in that game were not to be back. You would say what? I would have been maybe surprised by the the number. Okay. Because uh, Iodasumo was always going to be done mm-hmm. after this season, and Kofi Coburn has now also declared for the NBA draft. Wouldn't have been like I kind of tweeted yesterday. Not a shocking development mm-hmm. that he that he did so um, when he made that announcement, and he could could come back for another season um that's not off the table as of today at mm-hmm. least but uh he left it kind of open and vague in his social yeah. media post sunday afternoon yeah just I, i'd like a, a bit more def- like declarative statements and definitive answers in those but they that never happens 
Except I, I would assume when he went on national TV on ESPN. And yeah, that was pretty declarative. He said, I'm going to the NBA. I've hired an agent. I'm wearing a suit. It, Thanks, Champagne. Yeah. It's I been mean, real. So Kofi still kicking back. But the third, obviously, Adam Miller, um, that was the surprise uh, roster loss of the offseason so far. Um, when he entered the transfer portal and based on all that's happened in the last week, um, and I know there's been some rumblings, oh, he might return. Um, maybe not so much okay. at this point. Well, I, I would have to say last week, and I think you could agree with this, Scott, was arguably the, it will be the busiest week of the off season roster reconstruction, would you say? Because you had Sunday's afternoon announcement by Kofi Coburn that he's declaring for the NBA draft. Might still come back, but might not. I mean, and this is, we've discussed this on the podcast in previous weeks. But oh, I've listened. Yeah, he, uh, there's a reason he maybe should mm-hmm. come back. And I know some people would be like, well, he needs to get a jump shot. It doesn't matter. He needs to be a better defender. That's the one thing maybe keep holding him back right now. Um, but he's also 22. He's an old just finished sophomore season basketball player uh, that will he'll only keep getting older, mm-hmm. which does not you know, help his draft stock. But uh, so it's could go either way. I would not be surprised to see him stay in the draft and be done. Fair enough. Uh, and Sunday's news uh, by Coburn uh, happened after a busy Saturday, which uh, in the off season, Scott, you know, the news doesn't stop on the weekend. I mean, it it could like these guys could make their announcements like on a Wednesday at noon. <laughs> it's not a it's not illegal, <laughs> but you know, Saturday um, first, Alfonso Plummer, the transfer guard from Utah, announced his commitment to Illinois, and that was made official today. Mm-hmm. So his uh, financial tender was apparently signed you know, for his scholarship. And how many season. seasons does he have? He has one. Him? He's a okay. super senior. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and unlike Trent Frazier, who also had some news on Saturday. A lot of posts on Saturday yeah, on social we'll, media. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Alfonso Plummer's scholarship does count against Illinois 13. Trent Frazier announced he's coming back for a super senior year, a fifth season at Illinois. His will not count against the total. I'm confused. Yeah, well, that's every player that – like every – College basketball player got a freebie mm-hmm. year of eligibility because last season that. didn't count. So why does plumbers count? If, if you're a senior returning to your same team, uh-huh. scholarship doesn't count. If you're a senior using your bonus year to go somewhere else, it does count. It's a transfer penalty of sorts. I thought there weren't any penalties anymore in transfers, Scott. Well, they announced that before they decided <laughs> that there would be free transfers for everyone. Um yeah, but Trent announced his decision that he was coming back uh, at 4 p.m. Eight days after he said he wasn't coming back. Yeah. And and after some cryptic social media posts earlier in the day. Throughout the day, as he held me hostage <laughs> on, on a Saturday, just sort of waiting to see what he would do. You've got a pretty good relationship with Trent Frazier. You think he can bring that up and he won't get mad at you? Um, You've covered him since he was in high school. Yeah, I, I think so. But, like... I mean, it's a fact. Okay. Like, he, cause he had some just posts on Instagram, which was, like, photos and 
like thanking Illinois fans was like, well, what does this mean? <laughs> As you read the social media tea leaves, which is awful. <laughs> um, and those photo like just continued throughout the early afternoon. Then eventually, you know, he on Instagram said, I will make an announcement at four. And then he actually made an announcement like, like maybe it was a couple minutes after four, but you know, he was punctual for that. So, okay. so Trent Frazier's coming back. He's coming back. Pencil him into the starting lineup. Okay. We got one guy there in the starting lineup. Who else? Yeah, well, it's going to look a little different than it did a month ago over in Indianapolis. Um, Jacob Grandison, can't forget about him. I feel he's the most least talked about Illinois men's basketball starter, maybe of all time. Maybe of all time. <laughs> um, and, like, he might start. Okay. Um, and if he does, I kind of foresee it being a scenario where you know like he started and then like DeMonte Williams ultimately played more mm-hmm. and finished games. Mm-hmm. Um maybe that's Coleman Hawkins. Okay. You got three there. But well let's, let's just say that start with the back door, Trent Frazier. Okay. Andre Curbello. Fair enough. Um can't can't repeat his big ten six man of the year then. Well that's I think he'd probably like be fine if it was like all Big Ten okay. instead of Six man. Um, uh, insert guard X here. Um, <laughs> let's let's say for the moment because the I know he's not coming off of a back injury. Uh-huh. Brandon Podzimski. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Lefty. You have to be left-handed to play for Brad Underwood. Apparently. Alfonso Plummer's another yeah. ball. Uh, Trent Frazier. Trent Frazier. Also a lefty. Just um, if they if the scouting report says make him go left, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, like eventually, like if you have all left-handers, then everyone's going to know we'll make them go right. But I, I, because he's a little bigger, he's six five, six six. Pajemski is, and just like if he's a bucket getter. Yeah, and he likes to score the basketball. Yeah. If you're listening to this, Bob Osmerson, my apologies. <laughs> um, like he gets, he gives off real like Tyler Hero vibes, mainly because he's from Wisconsin and played for Phenom University slash Team Hero. Um, but just they're like very similar in skill set, and if that's the case, I think that's a pretty good addition. Uh, but if not him, I think like Austin Hutcherson, like after his year in the wilderness, um, away from the team, like if he's healthy, I really liked what he like in theory could have brought last season so in practice maybe it's the same i'm glad to see you're back on board as the captain of the austin hutcherson hype train here in champagne i mean basically since he arrived i've been driving that particular bandwagon um then uh jacob grandison at the four unless it's coleman hawkins i think it could be coleman hawkins okay but yeah Uh, when you say jacob grandison and then austin hutcherson brandon podzinski Trent Frazier. Did you say anyone else? Andre Cabello. Do I already have five? Um, no. Uh, one thing I'm seeing in there is, is is not much height. Well, I mean, Hutcherson's six six. Okay. So, I mean, Trent... 6'6 six, six and what, 180 pounds? He's bulked up okay. some. Fair enough. So, he's the five? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's He'd be the three. Okay. Anderson at the four. Unless it's Coleman Hawkins, and I, I feel like it could be. Okay. And then Omar Payne. Would be your starting six. center in this okay. 
Well, it's like Hutcherson or Pajemski. It's one of those two. Okay. It's an and. It's an and or. Okay, fair enough. Okay, well, it's an or. I guess it can't be an and. So Omar Payne is going to bring the pain to Champagne. Yeah, and that's your lineup if Kofi is in fact gone. Okay, and if he's gone, that means there's like a, obviously an open roster spot, and that one would need to add another big man because they're they'd be pretty pretty thin up front with you know Omar Payne, Coleman Hawkins, and then. I honestly can't say that Jermaine Hamlin or Brandon Leap would be ready to play a significant role. Most important question, Scott, that I know is bandied about the fan base quite often. How many scholarships does this – what's the scholarship number for Illinois? As a former Illinois coach once said, he can count. Yeah, I John know Gross, you can count as John well. Can count. I, I've counted them, okay. in fact. What's the scholarship breakdown look right now? Well, with Kofi declaring – I guess his is open okay. ish one. And then, so yeah. you got they're at twelve. They're at twelve. So they still have one more scholarship they could Unless his co unless Kofi reclaims it. Or Adam Miller. I would not see them adding another guard if Kofi's gone. Because again Omar Payne, Coleman Hawkins, Jacob Grandison's really not a four. Uh we need and if DeMonte so, Williams decides to come back, the unspoken man and all of this, that would not count against no, the scholarship count. limit. And, like, I saw this. It was a joke on the Twitter, and I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, Isaac Trotter. Yes, I saw this, too. It was funny. Covered Illinois. Um, when he was Blue Ridge out, graduate. When he was pride of Farmer City. Um, rising star in the business. Said that DeMonte's announcement that he returned for his senior season would just be him showing up <laughs> the first day of practice at Auburn. And that is very true and pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so a lot to uh, a lot to digest there. Roster looks um, completely different than it did uh, a month different. ago, like we said at the top of the podcast when Illinois hosted Drexel in the program's first NCAA tournament game in in eight years. And um, I think when they played that game, I think a lot of Illinois fans in the back of their head were thinking, okay, like Scott said, I would assume gone, Kofi Coburn likely gone. Wasn't real sure about Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams just because they hadn't publicly come out and said anything throughout the course of the season. And that was their, their right, I guess, their prerogative. They didn't have to. No. I mean, we would have liked to have known. I think Brad Underwood probably would have liked to have known and you're gonna immediately. And you're going to get to talk to Brad Underwood later today. What, what's the first question you ask him on on the Zoom call, Scott? Well, I mean, I feel like, were you held hostage <laughs> by Trent? But... but Brad can't really will, do that in a Zoom setting. Scott. Well, Brad will say that yeah, he's not on social media, and he's not. So, um, well, just I'll probably be about Kofi, if I'm okay. be honest, um, and sort of how the only coaching staff navigates the next couple months because the NBA deadline to withdraw from the draft is July 19th. The mm-hmm. NCAA deadline. It's not that. It's earlier. It's typically been 10 days after the Combine, mm-hmm. which the last day of the Combine is June 27th, so that puts it early July. So, like, how do you navigate these two months with, like, still keeping an eye on the transfer portal mm-hmm. in case Kofi leaves? Um, do you, like, push for a decision before mm-hmm. early July just to know? Um I don't think they'll do that because it's Kofi's to make. And yeah, that's and sort the, of, but the draft is July 29th? It's something like that. Okay. 
just glad it's back in the summer. Yeah. Not in mid-November. Yeah, whatever it was. That was weird. So that's a sort of a big deal because, I mean, Brad Underwood rebuilt his offense and defense around having Kofi in the middle. So not knowing if if he'll be back, if he won't be back, you know, players going to other players in the portal are going to find new college basketball homes. So that's sort of I'm, what I'm most curious about is just how do you deal with this off season? Like what's the sort of the process mm-hmm. of being in a holding pattern, which leads me to my next point, Scott. And it's a, it's a loaded point, but I think it's a debatable point. One made it's made perfect for a podcast. Like we are here on inside Atlanta basketball. If you're Brad Underwood, who are you more upset to see go? You can only choose one. That's the parameters. Iota Sumu or Kofi Coburn? I'll wait 10 seconds while you ponder that. Yeah, that's dead air is really good for the <laughs> podcast. Um, I would say this. The more taking nothing away from what Iota Sumu did at Illinois, first AP All-American, first, first team AP All-American in Illinois history, that speaks for itself. Almost 1,500 points, prized recruit out of Chicago, um, likely first round NBA draft pick. All great positive qualities that he brought to Illinois, and that's to not diminish his career at all. But Kofi Coburn's like a unicorn in college basketball these days. And like you said, Brad Underwood revamped his entire offensive and defensive scheme based around the fact that he had a seven foot, almost 300 pound monster in the middle in Kofi Coburn. Yeah, Brandon Iodosumu made his own legacy here with his basically captain clutch every single game. You knew what he was you were gonna get from him, especially in, in late game situations at all, but you can find six five, two hundred pound shooting guards, combo guards in other pockets. It's it's hard to find a, a big man like, like Kofi Coburn. That's my take. So I take all the pressure off you. Yeah, well I mean I was it's like I didn't want to like say Kofi because IO meant obviously so much mm-hmm. to the program in the last three years, and, and, but, and, but, and, but, it is, but it's Kofi because if we're gonna be honest, like Illinois got two bonus years of IO to assume it. Like mm-hmm. he could have declared for the NBA draft yeah. after his freshman year, and if you remember, like Jordan Poole got picked in the first round that year. I think IO mm-hmm. could have been Jordan Poole, and we never would have seen IO and Kofi Coburn play together. Though, yeah, which um, is mind boggling. So. With that in mind, and the fact that like Kofi could stand to play another year in college, maybe. I mean, I think regardless of how old he is, or the fact that there's not many centers like him in mm-hmm. the NBA, like if he could show improvement on the defensive end, show an ability to consistently guard out to the perimeter, which he'll have to do, pass out of double teams. Yeah, and there's like there's two sides of that coin. It's like and Brennan will talk about it, was like he wants him to look to score, but there are times when you're not in a scoring position, when Kofi was not in a scoring position and he tried anyway, and it wasn't like a good thing. Several times in that Loyola game, despite the fact that he had 21 points. Um, like probably need to have more than five assists in a season. That'd be a good starting point. So th- there's reasons to come back, and I think his presence – in a way, will be missed a little more. 
in All a right. way. We, we've kind of uh, done the best job we can trying to dissect this potential starting lineup for Illinois, and, and like Brad Underwood will tell Scott Ritchie, and Scott Ritchie will tell you listeners and readers, Brad Underwood doesn't care who starts. He, he, he doesn't. He really doesn't. Does he care less about who starts or less about star rankings when it comes to recruiting? Less about star rankings. Okay. Like, I think by a significant margin. Fair enough. Okay. That's good. Good to know. Yeah. Um, who, in, in your estimation, Scott, um, when you look at this Illinois roster for the 2021-22 season, who has to... I wouldn't say make a – who has to develop the most this offseason into more of a prominent role on the court for Illinois to still be an NCAA tournament team next season? In essence, who has to make kind of the biggest leap from where they are now to where they need to be in the next six to nine months at all? Well, there's kind of – there's multiple answers there just because so much of the roster is turned over in a month-ish. Um I think the three at the top of that list, I'll do them in reverse order. So Andre Corbello has probably the the shortest distance to go in terms mm-hmm. of taking on more of a role, but it's mostly just proving he can knock down some shots occasionally. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to guard him differently next season if he can't knock down the outside shot. Yeah, just don't have to make a ton. Just like yeah. one here Keep or there. Keep honest. Yeah. Um, otherwise, just it's just no, sort of natural progression of him getting to the basket when he wants. And in terms of distributing the ball, maybe finding his shooters a little more. He was very sort of locked in to the the Kofi connection there, and it's like, I mean, why not just throw it up and he'll get an assist essentially. Um, but with the team Brad Underwood has constructed, many many shooters in theory, so kickouts will be more important. Um, Next would be Coleman Hawkins. Okay. Sort of just sort of natural progression as a sophomore, but like And he's tall. That helps. The fact that he is tall on a team that is getting bigger. I mean, on the wing, certainly, with the three incoming freshmen. They're all between we'll say Brandon Pajemski's six five. I've seen multiple heights given for him because they're all a lie. Um, one of them has to be true, but the others are <laughs> somewhere same. in the middle. Yeah, but between six five and six seven for Luke Goody and RJ Melendez. Uh, but yeah, Coleman Hawkins being six ten, kind of a big deal. And yeah, he showed flashes last year of like what he could be, but you know, his role at the end of the season, Elmo was using an eight man rotation, and he was the ninth man, so uh, sort of on the outside looking in a little bit. There'll be more opportunity for him with Georgie Pajanshvili gone. So he needs to embrace that challenge. Uh, and then at the kind of the top of the list, because I don't really feel good about Kofi Coburn deciding to return. Like Omar Payne mm-hmm. was a top 45 prospect. He was ranked higher than Kofi Coburn. Like one spot. Yeah, but he was higher. But was higher. Um, don't tell Brad Under with that. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's, the rankings don't. Stars, who cares? Uh, but like he was counterpoint. He was ranked that high for a reason. Like mm-hmm. he showed lots of promise coming out of high school, and didn't really get the opportunity at Florida. He was behind Kerry Blackshear as a freshman. Then Florida recruited over him. Got Colin Castleton as a transfer, who was seeking his own bigger role after leaving Michigan and got it. Could have had it at Illinois. 
Maybe. Well, Kofi was here, so yeah, probably. never mind. But if Kofi is in fact gone, like Omar Payne has to tap into what made him a top fifty prospect and be that guy. Mentioned him earlier in the podcast and in a normal podcast week, if you Illinois gets a transfer, that's usually kind of the main headline, but there was so much roster reconstruction within the past week. Uh what can you tell me about Alfonso Plummer? What's he gonna bring to his is it be his only season in his Champagne? Only season in Champagne. Uh well Lefty shoot, shooter. Shooting. That's okay. uh his like he's don't expect him to like run the offense. He's okay. the guy you run offense for. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he led the Pac-12 and you know, made three-pointers per game last year. Uh, had, has the Pac-12 tournament record for most three-pointers made in a single game. It was, it was two years ago. He had 11. That broke Clay Thompson's record. Maybe you've heard of him. All right. So as uh, soon as he gets off the plane at Willard, he's within range. Yeah, and you know he's spent two years at Utah after transferring from um, Arizona Western College. It's JUCO. Um, but he shot, I'm going to round it up because it's close, 39.9%. He's a 40% career three-point shooter at Utah. I mean, that's uh, Illinois needs that. It's legit. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be his sort of main, like, be on the perimeter when Andre Cabello's you know, getting some dribble drive action. And just be ready because the pass will come when you least expect it from Cabello and make the shot. That, that's, that's his role in the offense, I'm pretty sure. So with all these uh, roster upheaval that, that's going on for Illinois, uh, scheme-wise for Brad Underwood, Scott, do you think Illinois defensively will go back to the ultra-aggressive system he used his first two seasons at Illinois or more of the pack line defense we've seen the last two seasons because you had Kofi Coburn there to protect the rim? Yeah. I think it'll with Omar Payne it'll probably be pretty similar to the last couple seasons. and He's... Kofi protected the rim by just being an intimidating presence. He wasn't exactly a, a shot blocker per se, but it just guard like other players were less inclined to attack the basket when they'd have to go around or I mean around. You're not going to go through Kofi. <laughs> so, but Omar Payne, he's a much better shot blocker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'll be different in terms of. Like, you can go at him a little bit more, but he's also much more likely to swat the ball back in your face. So I think they'll probably stick with the the scheme they had the last two years. And to be honest, like, Brad Underwood's hyper-aggressive, ball denial, get out in passing lanes, force turnovers, defense. Like, it worked clearly, like, at SFA. Mm-hmm. Um, really at SFA because he switched at Oklahoma State as well. Um, it didn't work particularly well in his first two years um, at Illinois. So I don't see him going back to that necessarily. Trent Frazier coming back. Is he going to leave Illinois as the all-time three-point leader? It's within range. Yeah, it's it's certainly a possibility. And, like, he could gonna end move up, up the top record. five in scoring. He's going to move up the record books quite a bit if he has a – a decent scene, a decent fifth. Season. I mean, if he just does what he kind of averaged mm-hmm. over his career, like he should be top five in scoring and probably will be the top three point shooter in program history. Do you put an asterisk on it? Because he got five years. No, maybe. 
I mean, it's just another line. Yeah, it's just, it'll be. It's like he I didn't. Mean, he didn't. It's out of his control. It is true. Like, I mean, if, like Malcolm Hill got five years. He'd probably be the leading scorer in program history. They got four. He didn't play in the dumbest pandemic of our lifetimes, though. Yeah. Speaking of which, I am one week away from being a fully vaccinated man. I'm less than a week away, Scott Ritchie. I I get my second dose of Pfizer. I think oh. this upcoming Saturday. Yeah. Are you a Pfizer guy? Well, hashtag Team Moderna. Okay, fair enough. Hashtag Team Dress Barn over in Champaign, a.k.a. COVID vaccination site now in Champaign. <laughs> okay. S- hey. Sitting at my checkout three weeks ago and realizing, wow, this used to be Gordman's. And now there's <laughs> chairs six feet apart. Hey, whatever. After I just got stabbed in the arm. Whatever it takes. Um, so, yeah, it'll just be interesting. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I think... When you discuss whatever, wherever Trent winds up in the record books, it'll always be with, well, he got that fifth year. And it's it's his fifth year to take. Yeah. But yeah, he he could be all over the record book by the time. He's yeah, done. I mean, it, it's curious, too, just based on the fact that Illinois bowed out in the second round of the NCAA tournament uh, last month and, and how much maybe that weighed on his decision. If Illinois goes on a run, makes the Final Four, maybe he says, okay, this was fun, but I'm going to go try my – I'm going to go get paid. Yeah, to go play, play basketball somewhere, and, and he still likely will do that at some point in his, his life and career post Illinois. But uh, gets another chance to to run it back with the Illini, and hopefully that uh, involves bigger crowds at State Farm Center next year. Scott, we got we got a spring football game going on tonight in Champaign. There's going to be like six thousand, seven thousand people are supposed to be there. The outside that's going to help. True. I mean, I, don't, I, mean I, I hope by no the that first week of November when Illinois plays its season opener that we can have fans back in indoors. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, what's the offseason? What's the rest of the offseason look like for Illinois now? I know it's a loaded question, but now the roster seems to kind of settle down a bit. When, for, when, the, for the time being. <laughs> when do workouts start? Um, Coaches can go recruit again in uh, about six, eight weeks or so. The dead period ends June 1st. Yeah, so... That's sort of the the big thing. Mm-hmm. Like they can actually go out and evaluate talent again instead of doing. Will it they all. remember how to do that? I mean, it's been a while. Brad Underwood has coached for like thirty four years. He's probably got it Fair figured point. out. Um, like basketball workouts still won't start for a while. Um, the guys, like the players, are like still working with Adam Fletcher. They're obviously in the gym like by themselves. Like they that they just do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there is a, whenever the first summer session, like academically starts, it's like sometime like first week of June. It's when Scott Rich will be on vacation. Yeah, I hope so. Um, that's like, right on what kind of talked about using the first summer session as sort of the jumping point, jump starting point for, for basketball workouts. Cause he wanted to. Like, that's all they did for nine months, essentially, because it was, the way he put it, it was like, they could either be at home or at oven, so they were at oven and we were working out. Fair enough. So he's pulling back a little bit now. When's the last time you were at oven? It was... March 11th. Whatever the day before... March 11th, 2020. Yeah. It might have been a day earlier than that, because like, they left for Indy. That Wednesday. Yeah. That was March 11th. Was it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> been a year i'll tell you but so like it's weird to think about that day because we 
where one, there was like a bunch of us crowded into a very small space mm-hmm. with Brett Underwood. We're asking him about COVID mm-hmm. and no one, we didn't really know what it mm-hmm. was or yeah. have any good answers. And then, yeah, it was all over. Not that long. Lots after. happened in the last 13 months. Yeah. Then the last time I saw Brett Underwood, like in person, was that Friday where they had a press conference. He and Josh Whitman yeah. at State Farm. Well, State. you saw him in person all season. You just, From a distance. Yeah, exactly. Did you say hi ever? Um, I don't even know if I was that close to say hi. Okay. Did he ever look up at the socially distanced media that were there? And I don't think so. Okay. I think on game day, we're like not very high up on his priority list. As it should be. Yeah. Yeah, like right. uh, like Jeff Alexander, he was always like the first mm-hmm. staffer on the court, so like he'd wave and we'd I'd, I'd wave back. That's do a little head nod. Yeah, that was social interaction <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. All right, well, you can read all of Scott Ritchie's work in the pages of the News Gazette and at linehq.com. Follow him on Twitter, where he is always refreshing what's going on because he's part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> remember when there wasn't Twitter. So do I, but uh, that's for another podcast. And uh, Scott, thanks for doing this. I hope I filled in adequately for Jim Ross. I didn't make fun of you too much. Yeah, no, I've... Like, I feel so you're going to feel better about yourself when you yeah. leave this podcast booth after you usually do uh, your your weekly Monday beatdowns. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> it's a good start to the week. All right, well, uh, thanks for tuning in. Listen to episode 147 of Inside Atlanta Basketball. Scott will be back next week for another episode. Have a good week, everyone.